right, good to go. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Third Line Plug Sandscast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Joining me, as always, from the tropical metropolis of Calgary, Alberta, my co-host, Tim Jensie. Tim, how are you, sir? I'm about as good as I can. Got a bit of a cold coming on, but other than that, not too much. No? What's the weather like in Calgary right now, Tim? Temperate. Yeah, it's I will accept it. <laughs> I gotta say, it's actually 23 right now here in Duncan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so, we were quite warm last week, but yeah, this week we're sitting around 20-ish. Yeah, apparently on the May long weekend, my buddy was saying that because he has like a temperature thing in his car, apparently it was like over 40 degrees. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, Tim, as you know, we really have been pretty quiet on the podcast front over the last couple of months. Outside of a few things which we will talk about. So before we get into today's episode, which I gotta say is all about the Ottawa Senators in the news. And uh. Yeah, I'm just gonna Yeah, I'm just gonna crack one of those open because you know, I totally forgot, Tim, that we are Sense Podcast and bad news follows this team. Oh boy, has this been an awful few weeks for oh, the Senators in the news. Oh my god, yeah, it's been brutal. Actually, you know what's not brutal before we head into that? So, last month I found out the liquor store by where I work, and they sell Alexander Keith Tallboys. That's pretty cool. This is a fucking game changer right here. No longer do I have to buy the tiny cans. What's your opinion on cans versus bottles anyway? I definitely can tell the taste. I can tell, like, the difference. I think... I mean, you could tell, right? It has a more metallic taste if you put drink it in a can, and it has a totally different taste if you put it in glass. Uh, I don't have a preference in the matter. I think they both taste great. Okay. Yeah, I think I generally lean to glass, but I don't dislike the metal taste. No. Now, what is your take on beer in a cup, though? Like, like a like, like a pint a glass, styrofoam glass. Yeah. Uh, I would... Drink it quick. Yeah, that's what I had to do when I was out in Ontario. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny? I'm just looking at this Keith Tallboy. When I was at the Ottawa 67s game, do you know how much one of those cost? Ten bucks. Ten twenty-five. Hey, all right. It was like four bucks at the liquor store. This is amazing. I'm loving this right now. Well, no shit. All right, Sen. So I guess we've had enough beer talk. Let's get into house cleaning because we haven't really talked much about this over the last couple of months. Uh, first of all, let me just start by saying thank you so much for listening to the first season of the Third of the Plunk Sensecast. I hope you enjoyed it because, believe me, Tim and I love recording those episodes for you. So let's get right into it. Now, in about five weeks, I will be coming up to Calgary and we're going to be recording some summer episodes. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this because I don't know what I think about the name summer episodes. Do you think we should rename it to off-season episodes? Because I think that just sounds better. I think it does, too. Either that, or we could call them, like, one-timers or something like that. 
Yeah, we could do that. I just think off-season episodes are better because summer episodes incline really means like more couple of months, right? Whereas an off-season, yeah. it really depends from if if and when we miss the playoffs to the start of the preseason. So I think we maybe we should go for that. Yeah. Although I do like the one-timer joke. Yeah, I like that too. I, I appreciated that. So, talking about these episodes. Now, we have five concrete ideas at the moment for episodes. Now, one episode we do have recorded when you and Chelsea were here in December. So, that'll be part of the off-season episode list. And over the last couple of weeks, we've also been pretty busy. We've been not only an interviewer, but an interviewee. Now, the interviewee part, Tim, we were on the Three Ghosts, No Wait, Four Ghosts podcast on the 5th of May. That was a great episode. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it or not, Tim, but I was very happy how it turned out. I haven't had a chance to sit down and listen to the whole thing, but, uh, oh, it was a ton of fun doing it. Mm -hmm. So I imagine it came out pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. And one thing I really noticed on our end was that it's much different than when we're recording episodes here because... We often tend to stutter or repeat the same word or sort of stuff like that. We didn't do that in that episode, though. That's one thing that I really noticed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We are learned to speak. Yes, we are learning. (laughs) And then we went from interviewees to interviewers. Now, this is the second interview we've ever done. Our first interview with a Sens blogger, and we did it with Mr. Trevor Shackles, then a Silver 7 Sens, now he is with Hockey Buzz, so we gotta give a quick shout out to Trevor, I know I did it on our Twitter feed, but I wanna give him a shout out here for going from Silver 7 Sens to Hockey Buzz, that's a pretty big accomplishment for him, and he's also the host of the Cost Per Point cast. That interview, I mean, that, that was such a big milestone for us, because not only did it get 21 listens within the first 10 hours of it being up, but a certain ex-Bonks mullet writer may have retweeted it. Mm-hmm. And used particular language from the podcast. <laughs> Which means only one thing, Tim. He must have listened to it. Well, what I think is also just... Going back to that particular line, why did you use that particular phrasing? Which, which attracted you to the Senators? Yeah, like, it's, I guess it works, but it's just an odd, it was an odd phrasing for sure. Yeah, I think when I look back on it, it was kind of an odd phrasing, but I think at the time it kind of worked just because I couldn't come up with a better word to use, and I felt that was more of a direct angle to go with. Yeah, I guess endeared Yeah, would work there too. But then again, I guess a lot of these words have funny, funny connotations. So I don't think there's a winning there. Yeah, I thought it. I thought the interview overall turned out pretty good. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to it at all, Tim? Yeah, I think it actually went pretty darn good. I think so. When you listen back to that, I mean, how proud were you listening to that? Thinking, well, I, like, I still can't believe that we got to interview Trevor Shackles for the show. Yeah, it's like, I was actually surprised. Like, I guess when we were doing this, uh, when we were talking about potentially interviewing different folks, I was like, that seems like a pretty stretch goal, but here we are. Yeah, I think Trevor wasn't much of a stretch just because we had a pretty decent relationship with him through social media. 
And so when I asked him, he seemed pretty open to the idea. And I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Well, we should have him on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, let's keep the train rolling. For sure. And after we interviewed Mr. Trevor Shackles, this was a big milestone for us because we also got reached out by a hockey blog slash podcast, Beer League Talk. They are a blog and podcast out of Calgary, Alberta. And their host, Nick, reached out to us. And we or me, we or we may not be contributing to an article that they're doing, Tim. Ooh, do you know when that's expected to hit? I don't. All I know is that they wanted representatives of each of the teams in the first round who would they take, and we were the representatives for the Ottawa Senators. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, that was it... pretty sweet. And I just want to say right here, and maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Why us though? I don't know. I th- like, that's I a very cool thing that they reached out and asked us. But seriously, when you think about there's Sens call-ups, there's cost per point gas, there's six Sens, there's Chet Sellers, there's all kinds of other people, and yet they went to us. So I'm very humbled and very honored that they did that. And I think what we did for their show, or not the show, their blog, was very good. Although I, in retrospect, I'm going to eat a lot some crow for who I picked. Yeah. Your reasoning is fine. The reasoning's solid, though. Yeah. But you know what? I gave my reasoning for why I do that, and of course some people on social media are going, well, why would they want to pick him? Why didn't they pick this guy or this guy or this guy? And I'm like, shut up. I don't know. I just went balls to the wall with mine. You did. Yes, you did. I was very, very happy how yours turned out, though. Mm-hmm. And I just no- got to use my big words. Yeah, I was very proud of you, Tim. And not <laughs> to be outdone, the Hockey Blog 4th Line podcast, one of their writers, Joseph St. Amour, reached out to us on Twitter, and he's apparently a big fan of the show. Nice. Yeah, so that's always very positive that people reach out to us who... I mean, okay, outside of Adam, that's very awesome that he reaches out to us. But when we have other people other than him reaching out to us going, hey, we like what you do. That's very cool. Actually, speaking of Adam, before we go on to our next topic, I know you're not a CFL fan, but did you at all get a chance to listen to part two of episode seven, their CFL preseason episode? No, I didn't. But uh, from what I understand, it was his Eastern Conference uh, roundup. So all of four teams? Yes. Yes, it was. That's a big number for a sports league. No, no, it would have been... Was it... No, I think it was five. No, no, the West was five. Yeah, you're right. East was four, West was five. Because you included Winnipeg. But what are the... Will you let me finish? (laughs) See, no wonder we haven't really done an episode in the last two months. Jesus, Tim. (laughs) Dick. All right, so we're just going to go... Now... Adam had a fellow who did, who does an Ottawa Red Blacks podcast, and Adam was talking about our show, and they were talking about Lansdale, and that was very cool. So I highly recommend you go check that out. Oh, I know yeah. I retweeted it, so if you want to find it on at Third Line Plug, you can find it on there as well as Part One, which was the Western Conference. So going back to our house cleaning that we got to do, we got to talk about season two. Now we've got some big plans for it. If you are wondering, yes, we are going to do some interviews. We've talked to a few people. We can confirm 
They are going to be coming on. I'm not going to say who, but I think two of the gentlemen that we're going to have on are going to be very big names for the show. And also for the first season, I believe a one nature boy may return, Tim. Woo! And also, and you and I were talking about this, I may or may not be updating our intro song. Now, I understand you like it. I'm I'm happy with the song, although originally we went with Monster Trucks, the Enforcer, until I found out a certain other team from Ontario uses it as a goal song, but whatevs. So I might be going with another Monster Truck song. Now, I know that you have some reservations towards this, Tim. I don't know. All I have to say is, pretty high bar to pass. It was. I was very... Like, I'm very happy with the intro, but I think the idea I have in my mind... I'll do it up. I don't know if we're going to go with it, uh, but I will do it up. I'll send it to you, see what you think, and if you agree with... If you're happy with it, we'll do it for Season 2. Yeah. So, do you have anything you want to talk about in our house clean before we go into our Ottawa Senators news? I don't know. I think you got a... I think you got everything podcast related up, but I guess the other thing though is uh, just on a more personal note, I grabbed a stampede ticket, so that's gonna be fun. Oh, that's gonna be good, man! I can't wait. I'm gonna have my suns out, guns out, tank top, my tiger torn snapback hat. It's gonna be good, buddy. Yeah, good shit. Yeah. So, with all that out of the way, it's time to talk about some auto centers news now. I'm going to play a little clip here, which I made for our practice episodes, which I've never debuted in the actual show, Tim. Are you ready to hear it? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it, guys. So, Tim, it's time to start talking about some Ottawa Senators news. And we're going to start off with probably the biggest piece of news that happened the last couple of weeks. Ottawa Senators assistant GM Randy Lee has been charged with harassment in relation to an incident involving a 19-year-old hotel shuttle bus driver in Buffalo. Lee was reportedly returning to the Weston Hotel from 716 on Scott Street in Buffalo when he allegedly put his hands on a male driver's shoulders and made lewd remarks. If found guilty, Lee could face a fine and 15 J's in jail. So, Tim, with this piece of news coming out, and I'm going to share a hot take here. I didn't, haven't told you about it, haven't told anybody else about it. Oh, no. I personally feel this puts the nail in the coffin with Eric Carlson staying as a senator. Maybe this is the final nail that says, on it for Eric being, okay, I may have not gone along with the owner, but now do I want to be associated with this franchise knowing that what Randy Lee has done? Well, what's even fuckier is uh, what came out today is uh, randy lee's not even on administrative hasn't even been suspended until the end until the conclusion of the inquiry that's fucked no because any other franchise would have fired him outright they would want administrative suspension yeah they would have done that or fired him and it's really sad because randy lee had a very close relationship with the scouting team and the young prospects coming in. So when you hear stuff like this, it's like, well, that's that's pretty greasy to hear, man. Especially because he was in Buffalo for the scouting combine. Yeah, which, honestly, that context makes the whole thing worse. It does. Like, was he ogling up, the, like, the kids coming in? Like, that's it fucked. It is. And it's not nearly as severe as what Graham James did in junior hockey, but it's still pretty bad. Well, I mean, it's... Like, it's bad, and 
if he did it, he deserves the fine or the time, and he should not be around young players. Oh, no, absolutely not. What I'm interested in knowing is, in the next couple of weeks, if stories come out from ex-Senator prospects who come out and says Randy Lee was inappropriate to them. That's what I'm very interested in knowing about, because I live by the saying, where there's smoke, there's fire, and if he got charged with this, imagine what he must have done to NHL prospects. Yeah, no kidding. Like, this is just some dude, like, driving you somewhere. Yeah, and I mean, even, like, when I was in Calgary, I took the shuttle bus from the airport, or not the airport, the hotel to the airport, and I didn't think of fondling the driver. Yeah, because the, most people don't. No, and it was like a bus full of people, and it's like 6 in the morning, and I'm just like, I just want to get on an airplane and go home. Yeah, but this is insane. Like, just think of all... Like, even if he didn't sexually harass the guy was just being a drunk asshole, that'd be enough reason to fire the guy, because he's acting in a way that's ridiculously unprofessional. Then add in the sexual harassment on top of that. Yeah, this is another big black eye for the Senators, man. And they can't afford this. Like, they're complete PR niper of what Eugene Melnick has done to this franchise. And with this on top of it, like... Where does it go from here now? Like, are we going to have more bad stories coming out about Senators' personnel? Yeah. And then add on top of that that the Senators can barely make payroll? I did hear about that. Apparently they got a loan. Now, can you correct me if I'm wrong? Did they or did they not get a loan from the NHL? That's the rumor, but I haven't seen any... Like, I haven't seen anything to prove it, but given that all of the rumors that, like, Melnick isn't doing that hot, Maybe he's on his final legs, and this round of hardballing the LeBreton Fratz deal is just him trying to maximize some value so he can get out quickly. Maybe. But one bit of speculation that I've heard that's, and this is entirely speculation, is maybe the reason Ottawa hasn't fired him is because they can't afford to replace Randy Lee. And if that's the case, that's really bad short-term thinking. For sure. Let's head on to our next story, Tim. The Belleville Senators have announced that Kurt Kleinendorf will not return as head coach of the Baby Sens. Kleinendorf, who left his post with the German DEL team to join the then Binghamton Senators, Kleinendorf finished with a 57-86 record with Binghamton slash Belleville over two seasons. Now, I know that we talked about it, I believe in the last actual episode we did, if I'm not mistaken... So what is your take on this, Tim? Because I know that you were very vocal about this. Belleville has been just a mess for the last few years now. Like, Rand- I don't think Randy Lee, under Randy Lee's GM-ship, I don't think it's ever actually, Belleville's actually ever gone to the Calder, like the Calder Cup play- playoffs, let alone what a playoff series. And Glyn endorsed just doesn't, you can tell that the GM and the NHL coach want to use the AHL as a development league. But then you have Kleindorf just not letting that happen. No. And so, you know what? We talked about that, right? And no, it wasn't on the final episode. It was on our interview with uh, Three Ghosts that we talked about that. And I made the argument that Pierre, uh, Pierre Dorian, Guy Boucher did the exact same thing on the big club. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is you can't develop your prospects if they're not getting good ice. For sure. And it's really a shame because Ottawa's got some really decent prospects in Belleville right now, like they have Logan Brown and at times Colin White, so they have our prospects down there, but if they're not letting them develop, then what's the point of even drafting these guys to the team? 
yeah, and that it's funny because it's not even it's not like the veterans that are being played ahead of them or had any sort of effectiveness. So like, it was time for Klein and Dorse to go. For sure. Let's go into our next story. Ottawa Senators amateur scouts Justin Murray and Jimmy Plaxton, or was it Plaxt? Plaxt, I think. Plaxed? Okay, thank you. Both a part of the team, diminishing Ottawa's scouting department to nine people. Murray, whose great uncle and father are Brian Murray and Tim Murray, joined the team in 2013 to cover the Ottawa area. Blixt, who joined the team in 2015, covered Sweden. And since he joined the team, the Senators have only drafted one Swede, which was Jonathan Dolan, in his hiring. I don't know. It's like, I don't think the, the Ottawa Senators scouting department could afford to get any smaller. No. But this kind of falls in with the money thing. Although for Blixit, sorry, Blixed, this may this one might actually be performance related. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah, so it's just yeah, dollars and cents, Tay, dollars and cents. Yep. Let's go into our next story. Now we were talking about the CFL preseason and a. And we made a reference to a certain ex-Bunks mullet writer. And the story's about the Ottawa Red Blacks of the Canadian Football League had a preseason game versus the Montreal Alouettes, which had a special guest, former Bunks mullet writer and likely BFF of Eric Carlson, Brian, five or six. Brian took the field during the pregame to rev the chainsaw, which the team uses to pump up the crowd. Now, and I talked about Adam from Three Ghosts doing his CFL preseason episode, and they actually talked about this with the gentleman representing the Red Blacks. And so I he tweeted at me and he goes, Would you have trust or would you have trusted Brian with a chainsaw? And I says, No, I'm I don't think I would have trusted Brian to keep his pants on and not run across the field with security chasing him. That's honestly the best take we could have had, but like Brian five or six has to be the one lone bright spot in this season. Like Oh, oh for sure. Who could have seen that meteoric, meteoric rise just from blogger to representative of fads and crazy man? Yeah, but you know what? I think the rise of Brian Five or Six really came because his ex-employer Bonk Smollett has become more of a social media person than he has with his blog, and I think that's because there's been a void there, right? With Bonk Smollett not writing anymore. Brian Five or Six has ascended the ranks in the Sens blogging world, and that one Eric Carlson rant really put him over the top. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Plus, Brian is—it's a lot of fun in a not very fun season. For sure. Uh, I gotta ask though: Have you got a chance to listen to any of the episodes of the Brian Five or Six show? No, but you're telling me about. I think it was on our last episode about. Uh, like him telling these ridiculous stories and it's funny because it's just brian yeah oh my god he has stories about his dad which is amazing but there was i can't believe it was episode three episode three or four they were talking about the draft and he made a very compelling argument for why the senator should draft brady to chuck and i was Uh listening to that and i know that you kind of scoffed at me at the idea of drafting him but i was listening to that going you know brian's actually got a really valid point there and I'm not going to say any more about it. I highly recommend go checking that out. But, well, first of all, you got to finish this episode before you do that. P- please do that. And then after you've done this, go over and listen to Brian Five or Six show. Okay. Yeah. 
I've been listening to it. It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so let's go in. No, we got a couple of signings. We're going to talk about Magnus PRV signed a one-year extension worth $900,000. PRV, who joined the Senators on January 26th, scored six goals, two assists, and eight points in 35 games for the Senators. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, you know, with all of the pickups the Senators have made in the bottom six, you know, your Nate Thompsons, your Gabriel Dumonts, uh, Tom Pyatt's guys like that. I really feel that Magnus PRV was one of the better ones that we've done, and I'm very happy that we re-signed him for this money. Oh, for sure. Like, I don't think you'd ask for more out of like a deep depth player like Magnus PRV. Like, he's quick on his foot. He's good at moving the puck the right way down the ice, and he's a big body too. And he's a big body, and he likes to throw it around. It's a bit of a shame he never had that offensive upside that he was drafted so, so highly for. But honestly, if we can pick him up for not for less than a million, and he plays well in a grind like a defensive role, and has can pitch in maybe twenty points in a year, that's enough. Absolutely. Now we're gonna ch- turn our attention from a guy that sends Twitter really likes to Patrick Seeloff. Why? Because he signed a two-year, two-way contract with the Senators. Seeloff, who scored one goal, nine assists, or ten points, fifty-eight games with the AHL's Belleville Senators. And had one goal, I believe in one game for the Ottawa Senators this yep. season. I, I got nothing to say here, man. I mean, we've pretty much bitched and moaned and ranted about Bro- Patrick Seeloff. Is there really anything more we can talk about? I guess the only, like, the only positive I've heard, I've heard about the guys, he's better than some of the other options on defense in Belleville, but that's not saying much. No. Yeah. I don't know. Why the like the dude ended Clark MacArthur's career. Yeah, I strongly believe had he not made that hit, that he could have been a seventh defenseman or I don't want to say a top six, but probably a seventh defenseman on the Senators right now. But since he did that and the team has just buried him in the minors because of that, I feel is very unfortunate. Yeah. Oh well. It's weird because they re signed this guy, but it looks like they might let Billy Polka go. And Polka actually has talent. Yeah, I don't know, Tim. I'm really not surprised anymore with this team. Yeah. So we got two more stories to talk about, and we decided we're going to go on on a high note because we're going to talk about Daniel Alfredson. Whoa! Yeah! So the International Ice Hockey Federation's Hockey Hall of Fame class of 2018 was released. Inductees include Rob Blake, Chris Chelios, Yeri Lettinen and Daniel Alfredson. Pretty strong draft class, I gotta or a Hall of Fame class, I gotta admit. Yeah, no kidding. Especially if you have a guy like Chris Chelios who's won a bunch of cups and played until he was forty eight. Yep. In the NHL. And then when he went he got sent down in his forty eight year old year to the AHL and apparently he just dominated the A. Yeah, and apparently he was a very he was actually a very good mentor when he was up for the couple of games in Atlanta, too. Mm-hmm. But also, the dude's almost 50, and he's skating circles around 20-year-olds. Yeah, his conditioning is just fantastic. And I know he just recently released a book. I haven't gotten a chance to read it, but Chelios is one of those guys who... I was never crazy about him as a player. I always thought he was kind of dirty. Mm-hmm. But... You know what? This is not why we're talking about it. We're talking about it because Daniel Alfredson's in the Hall of Fame class as well. 
Yeah. And, I don't know, I think him ending up in the IIHF Hockey Hall of Fame, like, it was, he was definitely first ballot for that, given his performances at the Olympics and in uh, IIHF World Tournaments. Yeah. And the fact that he's the longest tenured captain, like, longest tenured NHL captain with one team. No, I think uh, Stevie Y is still that. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I'm just going to say, Hockey Hall of Fame 2018, or... Hope so. Yeah. Like, Daniel Alfredson definitely deserves it. And I think it's going to be a question of when, not if. Exactly. I feel feel he's going to get in second year with Martin Brodeur. And as much as I know that we complained about him not going in first year and we saw the guys that were going in, we were just like, oh, okay, yeah, we could totally see that. So, yeah, I would be very happy if he goes in for 2018. And we would, uh, you know, we could we would make the right prediction there for our episode we did last summer. Yeah. Versus Tim's fucking hot takes. Yeah. You were way off on them hot takes, bud. Yeah, no kidding. So, Tim, we started off this new segment with a big story and we're going to finish with a big story. The Ottawa Sun is reporting that a conversation between blogger and former city columnist for Post Media, Sue Shearing and Daniel Alfredson occurred when Alfredson made the off the off the record comment regarding Senator's owner Eugene Melnick in which he said, "We hope we get a new owner." We referring to Alfredson and Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson. Alfredson, the Senators and Jim Watson turned down requests from the media on the matter. First of all, duh. I think most people want a new owner. And B, and this is, like, I deal with the media a lot in my job. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as off the record. But do you think that it breaks kind of a unspoken code of conduct among reporters when they make an off-the-record mar- off remark that they have to keep it off the record? No. Like, I think the big thing is, like, you have to be careful what you say. Because even if they don't quote you exactly, there's a way to work it in there. And I guess you could argue, well, she'll probably never get a story again, but, like, that's the cost. But at the same time, you have to be careful what you say. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that we were talking about uh, what was going on with Eugene Melnick missing a payment for salary in late April. And now with this piece of news coming out, and there's been ownership groups out there, including Cirque Soleil, do you think that whatever ownership group is going to eventually buy the Senators, that Alfredson is going to become a part of that? Given Alfredson's previous comments, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think that would be good for the city. For sure. I said that Alfredson would go the route Mario Lemieux did and get investors on board with him and buy the team. However, I'm very questionable about Alfredson owning the Senators as a majority owner just because unlike Mario Lemieux, I don't know if Alfredson has the overall funds to consistently fund the franchise. Now, I do. I would love to see him as a minority owner because that takes off a lot of the pressure that would come with being a majority owner. And I think if he's a minority owner, he can be a ambassador for the franchise, which he really is and should be. And if he's not majority owner, he's not going to get the backlash from fans when, te- when things go sour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm guessing Alfredson just never had the ind- level of endorsements that Mario Lemieux had. No, for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to see him on the ownership team, but one step at a time. Yep. I even said on the show, man, they should go the route that World Championship Wrestling does where 
They get the guy with the big pockets and the other guy who's sort of the face of it all. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, they... without the whole, you know, WCW thing going under. But that's not the point here, Tim. Yeah. But the big point is XFL 2020. I know. I, I still don't know how that's going to turn out. It's going to turn out as well as you expect it to. Yeah. Although, <laughs> are they going to bring back the nicknames? They have to. Did I tell you I tried to buy a Vegas Gold Knights jersey with He Hate Me and the number 30 on the back and they wouldn't let me? Yeah. For good reason. Yeah. I still haven't watched any of the finals, you know, Tim? I don't know. Like, I I started watching. Vegas went down 2-1 and then I stopped watching and they came back. So I've exiled myself from watching it. Yeah, I've just been busy. I haven't really gotten a chance to sit down and watch the playoffs at all. Post second round. I don't know, it's, it's hard because it's the Sens aren't in it, but at the same time, I just want the stupidest thing possible to happen. Yeah. And honestly, there's two really good options for that on the table. For sure. I mean, this is the first finals in which... Two things, I don't have a preference who wins, and I also don't know who's going to come out on top, because even though Vegas had... Or Vegas really is playing like a team, Washington has all the firepower with Ovechkin and Backstrom and all of those guys on the team, so I don't know who's going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. Well, to be 100% fair, they could end up going down 3-1 tonight, and even that, nobody knows if that's a death sentence for this Vegas team. For sure. It's just nutty. Oh, it is. So, Tim, I don't have any more news stories to talk about, unless you have something that we you think we should add. Um, hmm. Oh, one more thing that came out today. What's that? There has been a recall on one Ottawa Senators product. Oh, yeah? Do you know what it is? Oh, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. I am going to say it is a infant onesie. That chokes the baby. Do you remember the remark I made to you after you sent me that today? <laughs> something, something. It's a good thing you and Chelsea aren't having kids. Yep. But, like, wow, like, it's funny because everyone's like, I don't think this day could get any worse. Yeah. And then the Ottawa Senators said they Randy Lee's status with the team is unchanged. Everyone's like, holy shit. This went from the team releasing merchandise that literally kills babies. And they found a way to one-up themselves. Well, I mean, the only thing that could be worse is if there's a video of Eugene Melnick punching babies. Say that, because now that's actually going to happen. Well, we should probably turn it off, man, because honestly, if we keep talking, stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Well, Tim, do you think we should ride off into the sun for another night? Yeah, and not think about the Senators. Until we have to again. So, tomorrow. Well, guys, I... Really hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Third Line Plug Sense, guys. I hope you enjoyed it because, believe me, Tim and I love recording it for you. You can find us on iTunes. Please listen, rate, and subscribe. We are also on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Third Line Plug Sense, guys. Because our bot Dave made the mention, we are on Google Play Music. You can find us on Twitter at Third Line Plug is our Twitter handle. Tim is at M91 Honey Badger, and I'm at Great White Gipster, G R 8 W Y T E Gipster. If you want to shoot us an email to send us a video of Eugene Millick punching babies, or you bought an infant onesie that actually chokes babies, shoot us an email at thirdlineplugsensecast at gmail.com. 
Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, the weird things that used to be happened to the Senators were used to be funny, like Party City game, weird draft trades, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now they're just kind of sad. For sure, man. Until next time, I am your host, Taylor Gibson. And this has been Tim Chansey. Go Sens, guys. Woo! My time here is up. They're going home!